Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, and I'm here every week breaking down all the things happening in pop culture. And this week, we are on our second of our three-part series covering the Vanderpump Rules reunion. And man, oh man, I uh, first of all, I said this last week, but Peacock is the gift that keeps giving with these supersized editions and uncensored. I don't know why, but like we haven't thought of this before, but Peacock needs to deliver like everything uncensored. I mean, it would be gangbusters for them. They would get so many downloads and so many subscribers if they came out and said all Bravo shows are going to be uncensored on Peacock because it is like a completely different viewing experience. It is so good. Um, but getting into this second part, because it was a doozy, um, we we pick up right from where we left off from last week. If you haven't listened to last week's recap, it's available now. Um, but it ends with kind of an explosive moment where James is kind of coming at Lisa Vanderpump because, you know, he's like, you're sticking up for Tom Sandoval a little bit too much. And I agree. I get that she has since come out since the last episode aired that, you know, she doesn't like when everybody is ganging up on one person, but it's like, well, when that one person is a vile human who did something horrible and is taking no accountability for it, they kind of deserve it. So, you know, it's like she probably needs to just like keep her quiet a little bit more. Um, but James is, you know, out of his seat. He's leaving because he's got to pee. <laughs> and he tells the producers like in the back, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, sorry, every time I start hearing Sandoval speak, I, I get anxious and, and angry and then I got to pee. Um, and so he he goes, um, and then meanwhile, you know, Lala's still going at Sandoval, and uh, Sandoval's like, you're, you're such a narcissist. And she is like, um, I may have the biggest ego bigger than this building, but I'm not a narcissist. And I love that, because I love when Lala, she like totally is accountable for who she is and what she is. And so I love that she's like, I have this huge ego, but I'm not a narcissist. And uh, Tom, under his breath says, you pulled your IUD the day you found out Stassi was pregnant, which is like, first of all, what does that have to do with anything? And second of all, disgusting. Like, where does he get off talking about anything that has to do with a woman's body, her right to have a baby, any of that? And Lala, oh boy, she reacted instantly. As soon as the episode aired, she took to Instagram and she gave her comments and yeah, Mama Bear wasn't happy about that. But but yeah, but who would be? And that was a disgusting comment. And, you know, he's a vile human, as we've said. So I think um, so that was that was the kind of one of the things that sort of just kicked everything off, which led into talking about the Randall issues between that had come out, and then obviously Lala and Randall's um breakup. And you know, we learned that Randall and Harvey Weinstein had the same spokesperson, which is really not surprising. Um, some folks kind of questioned sort of Lala's timeline of it all. Was she sleeping with him to get a role? Did she get the role and then started sleeping with him? So she, you know, answers some of that. Um, and there's, you know, some, some talk about, you know, in Hollywood, that's just like what you do. You like sleep with directors and you sleep with like the money guys to like get roles and to get fame. And, um, James said something to the effect of like, oh yeah, that's, that's something that I would never do. Or, 
um, whatever. And Lisa's like, um, well, you slept with Kristen to get on this show. And he's like, uh, no, uh, I have my own thing going on. And uh, you should be thanking me, Lisa, for what I'm bringing to the show. <laughs> Again, I, Lala and James are just, they're so funny to watch. And they just have the best sort of like quick comebacks. They're not always great, but like the things that come out of their mouths are entertaining to watch. Um, so I love that. Um, and then we like basically, you know, have a little, we hash through some of that a bit and then we're breaking for lunch. And so we, we start off with lunch. Um, the, oh God, right before the lunch comment, they like cut to Tom Schwartz for some comment and his hair is like flock of seagulls, like flying all over the place. And Sandoval looks at him and is like, um, dude, you gotta like run your fingers through your hair. And then it cuts to Katie and she's like mouthing to him, like your hair. So he's like, what, what's going on? I mean, the guy is just like not there, which we learn why in a little bit, but, um, he's very strange. Everyone breaks for lunch. They walk off except for Tom Schwartz who stays on the set to start doing push ups, <laughs> Like, and then, you know, I noticed everybody is having lunch together. They're all kind of sitting together in uh eating obviously tom and goes to raquel's trailer tom sandoval but schwartz is not with them so i guess schwartz was just sort of isolated and alone during that time and it's sad because he is ultimately part of the friend group but he has been this pawn for sandoval and everybody's like done with him and so but then he's not with sandoval because sandoval's over with raquel trying to coach her for her part and you know so he gets over to the trailer and they have like this sit down scene that's like they clearly know is being filmed and Sandoval's like trying to rehash what just happened on the stage. And she's like, oh, I know I've been watching it all. And he's like, oh, and uh, then she she's like, and, you know, it's crazy. Like they're just trying to make us out to be liars. And, and Tom's like, yeah, they're making us out to be pathological liars. And she's like, but we haven't even lied about anything except for this affair, which it's just a wild comment. I mean, it was so wild that even Sandoval's face when she said it, he's like, um, yeah, like, yeah, I guess. Um, and then he's also probably like, and we also lied like about so many things that go along with this affair. So it's bad. And he's a liar in general. So, um, but then she starts questioning Tom about, she's like, I'm a little confused about some of the things I'm seeing because it's sounding like you guys did have intimacy when you were telling me that you weren't. And Tom has to have some, I don't know, he's like going off about some green sparkly pants and was like, yeah, she always used to hate like what I was wearing. And then all of a sudden one day she was just like, oh, you're the best at fashion. And she was like being nice. And so it was like, we were having that. Um, and then, you know, he's like, I'm nervous for you to go out there. And she's like, I know. And like, we just should have, we should have done all of this way earlier. Um, and so they basically like hug and leave and Tom walks out and immediately is just like, okay, everyone, let's take the cameras down. Cause I need some time with Raquel without cameras. And the producer comes out and is like, absolutely not where you're not allowed to do that. Like if you guys are together, you're being filmed. So you can't have the cameras off. They get in a fight. It's, I think that Tom may have won because eventually we get like, they take the cameras down and we don't see that they walk away from each other. So I'm guessing that they did have some time because Tom was throwing a tantrum and 
you know, being childish. And he's obviously wants to talk to her alone without cameras because he does have to coach her. He has to like, they have to get their story straight. They have to talk about what they're going to go out and what their story is going to be when they're both on stage together. He probably also needs to tell her like what he has said so far in like his one-on-ones and other things, because, you know, it's not going to all add up. So that was pretty, um, that was pretty wild. And then, um, we get back into the set and Allie joins, uh, James's girlfriend. Uh, and it's cute. Everyone seems to like her, right? Like everyone's like looking at her and they're like smiling at her and everyone just seems to like enjoy her energy, which I think is great. Um, you know, we talk a little bit about Allie and James's relationship. Everyone seems to be supportive. Lisa Vanderpump's supportive. She admits that she has like seen the show. She's seen James in previous relationships. She's seen some of his antics. She's like, no, I don't like it. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, they talk about the comment that, um, Raquel made about how James called her mother fat and said that his dad was miserable because he was with this like fat woman. And he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't like saying that, like that wasn't my finest moment. But then we learned that Raquel's mom was like talking about James's penis at the dinner table in front of like their grandma and he's like she was like obsessed with that and she was like always talking about like was i circumcised or not and what's it like and it it's wild and if that's raquel's mom and if that's a true story like that apple didn't fall far from that tree it sounds like um but that conversation sort of leads to drinking which you know we find out ali has been taking a break from drinking She's like, you know, we're both sort of taking breaks at times. You know, I don't love when James drinks and when he drinks too much. And um, and that conversation gets heated because then Sandoval starts piling on like, yeah, you're getting drunk and you got us kicked out of this club and we lost like this business opportunity. And so James, once again, is out of his seat and, you know, <laughs> leaving because apparently every time Sandoval speaks, he has to pee. So he's out of his seat again. I love how annoyed Andy is. And by the way, when Andy, at, again, at the beginning, when he finally came back the first time he had left, I love that once again, that's the second time in this reunion so far that we've seen Andy tell James to sit in his fucking chair. Um, and hearing Andy Cohen curse is a gift from the Bravo gods that I didn't know I needed. And again, Peacock, give it to me every reunion. If I could watch this, like, Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion from this last week, Uncensored, oof, amazing. Um, but we end up getting James back, thankfully, and he's back. He's going to stay seated. Um, and then we move into uh, Sheena and Raquel's restraining order conversation. Um, you know, Andy has to explain that, you know, Sheena's going to have to leave in order for Raquel to come. And we learn, um, so, but Andy's like, before we do, we want to start talking a little bit about the fallout so that Sheena's here for some of it. Um, so first of all, let's talk about, you know, what, what really happened after Watch What Happens Live. You guys were like on, you guys were besties, you guys were having a great time. You learn that this happens, what sort of happens with all of that? And, you know, he's like, did you punch her? What's and Sheena's basically like, look, we have a court date on the 29th. I can't speak about anything until then. And he's like, you can't tell me whether or not you punched her. And she's like, I can't speak about anything until after the 29th. And um, and so Andy's like, 
annoyed with that, obviously. But then he's like, okay, does anyone here think that she punched her? And I love like Sheena, if you notice, she like kind of like starts doing things with her nails to show that she can't make a fist, clearly signaling to the other side of the of the couch or the stools, like to say something. And Katie took the bait and was like, yeah, she look at Sheena's nails. She can't even make a fist. Like that's, she didn't punch her in the face. So then Andy asks, you know, Sandoval, what do you think? And Sandoval has this like dramatic moment of silence that he probably learned in some sort of like low rent acting class. And Lisa Vanderpump's like, what's so hard about this? Like, what's, why are you having such a hard time answering? He's like, well, um, you know, I'm in between a rock and a hard place because I want to be thoughtful of my, you know, relationship with Sheena, at which point Ariana is like, you don't have a relationship with Sheena. And then he says, and the truth. And she, that Sheena's like, oh, so here we go. So then we, Sandoval starts like breaking down what he remembers to be the case, which is that he said he overheard on this like phone call between Ariana and Sheena that Sheena said that she punched that bitch in the face or something like that. And they both are like, absolutely, that didn't happen. That didn't happen ever. Lala's like, um, I've talked to Sheena multiple times about it after it happened. She called me and never once did she say she punched her in the face. And, um, oh, and Lisa Vanderpump chimes in. It's like, I mean, I think she slapped her. It's like, again, Lisa, like, silence is golden. Um, and then everyone was like, you know, talking kind of about this like phone call that happened and the timeline of the phone call and who heard what. But again, like everyone's piling on and proving that Sandoval is just lying over and over and over to get his narrative out and Raquel's in this in this case. And, um, you know, and then they kind of start talking a little bit about like, you know, the fact that uh, Raquel and Sheena were so close. And she's like, you know, you said all of these things, you were kind of like ride or die for Raquel, but you know, you were start. did you never think anything? And Sheena's like, well, I did have some suspicions because Lala started thinking about certain things and saying things. And then Katie like started bringing me some things. And she's like, but I sat down with Ariana and we learned that they had a sit down. And she's like, I confronted her about these rumors that were happening and that there was like some questions about Tom and Raquel's relationship. And she was like, but she was absolutely confident that there was nothing going on. And she, t she turned it down. So she said, I had to believe, you know, my best friend Ariana, that this is like not something that I'm going to worry about. And, um, and so then the, the story shifts a little bit to Sandoval, um, you know, thinking like getting hit again, going through this like narrative that they have these secret problems. And he's like, so ride or die for this storyline that Ariana's like, that's not the case. Like, and he's like, oh, every time we would be arguing and then the cameras would roll, she would like completely change. And she's like, that's not true. And he's like, we would never talk about problems. She's like, and Ariane's like, I've talked about intimacy problems. I've talked about body weight issues. I've talked about, you know, my vagina. I've talked about all of these things. And we absolutely have talked about things. We had intimacy issues at times, but most relationships either struggle with intimacy or money or both. And we didn't have money problems. We had intimacy problems, but we talked about them on the show. We never once were like hiding anything for the show and or because of the show and from her perspective and he just keeps being like we absolutely were we like she would coach me and tell me not to say things and 
it was so i mean he's just he has i think he's truly believing this lie i think this is like he's told himself this story he's told raquel this story so much that this is now his reality as well and it's just it is what it is um it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a lot of meat on that bone because everybody seems to be debunking that in every which way um and that they get in this like a weird fight about who who coached who on on how to navigate the show and you know ariana's like you know you always told me if um if someone was saying something about you that wasn't true don't let them finish the sentence and she goes so i'm gonna keep saying things and he's like that was your tactic that was your tactic and she's like that was your tactic and like they started going back and forth about it um and then at one point uh sandoval it like says something like that was your tactic motherfucker and i don't think ariana heard it but lisa sure did and lisa's like oh my god did you just call her a motherfucker and his reaction was like oh yeah no big deal it's like well, actually it is like that's not what you call a woman that you're apparently going to start crying in, a, in an hour about how much you love so that wasn't a great look for him but what is uh, certainly not those sparkly green pants um and so then we get back to that you know sheena's gonna have to exit and uh andy's like but before you go i have something for you from raquel she's not allowed to give you in person and we learn that raquel has uh, filed a i guess dismissal to dismiss the restraining order but it was only filed the day of the reunion and it obviously didn't go through so raquel knew that like that wasn't going to allow the them to be on the same stage still so and at first i thought you know okay this was her tactic to either one get out of the reunion altogether or two she definitely did not want to sit on the stage with sheena and now i'm thinking like actually she just didn't like she probably had hoped that this restraining order would keep her from having to film either for a long time or at all with the rest of the cast but it's clear she wants to film and so because the camera's on her the whole time in the trailer and she's you know giving lots of faces and so it's like that i'm still like unclear as to why she did this restraining order because then to turn around and dismiss it is like it's basically her admitting that none of it happened and that her that story was a lie so going back to when she said that she only lied about the affair it's like well then did you also lie about sheena punching you because now that has been dropped so um so that comes out and you know sheena starts crying and everybody's like getting really emotional because she's like i was ride or die for this girl and i would have done anything for her i gave her a home when she didn't have one i was everything to her I stood up for her for so many things and the fact that she would do this to me is so damaging because I already was so betrayed by what she did to Ariana and what Tom had done and it felt like such a betrayal because I was this person that was like defending them and to turn around and do this feels so much worse but then we learn like the toll it has taken on her personal life where you know she's talking about how she's like having breakdowns at home and her daughter is seeing her and her daughter's hyperventilating because she doesn't like seeing her mom cry like that and 
Lala's crying because she's just like, you know, this is so, um, like, this has been so horrible. And she was like, and the court system is horrible. And you guys would be in this for way too long and it wouldn't go your way potentially. And she's like, so the fact that this is getting dropped is awesome. She's like, I know your legal team was like ready to go and ready to burn this bitch to the ground, but like, it's, it's better this way. And, you know, it was a really nice touching moment. And there was another moment too, where, you know, Lala really talks about her sort of struggles. Um, it was when Allie was out and she was, you know, being questioned about why she was, um, why she had that conversation with Allie on the boat about, uh, James and being careful about James. And she, you know, she's got really vulnerable and she was like, you know, this has just been a really, really hard year. And, I went through a lot and it was, it's been really, it's just been really like toxic and people have rallied around me and it made me feel really well, good. And, but it, you know, it was nice to see that vulnerable Lala, especially because, you know, I love Lala's claws. And when she comes for someone, like you never want to be on the receiving end of Lala's um, tirades, <laughs> but I mean, because she, she goes there and man, she goes for the jugular but it's, it's good. And, um, and Lisa even says, she's like, I love this version of Lala. Like, I don't want the angry Lala. I love when you're, you know, vulnerable, like let yourself be. And, you know, she was, and she had that moment and, you know, and I, 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 going back to the Sheena part of it, it's like, it's nice to see her really stand up for her friend in this way and understand that they have this common bond of motherhood. And then it's like, I wouldn't want this for my worst enemy with a child to have to go through these things that you're going through. And, you know, she truly means that. And I think that that was a really nice way to sort of, you know, kind of put a pin in it. Oh, one other thing that came out after the, after the letter is that meanwhile, while Sheena's crying, uh, Raquel is just like sitting in the back, like watching it all, like no empathy on her face. She doesn't seem touched. She doesn't seem like she's done anything wrong. I mean, outside of being like, I should have written her a let a personal letter. It's like, why? Like, do you even know how to write? I mean, certainly doesn't know how to spell. I mean, it would, I feel like if she wrote her letter, it would just be like a lot of drawings. Um, and uh, man, she she is a a superhuman in a very bad way. Um, but we learned that you know the comment came up about how sheena was like i would be comfortable with raquel in my bed when ali questioned and was like would you be fine with her at the abbey with brock by himself and she was like yeah i'd be fine with them sleeping in our bed together and so that comment came up and we learn that they show some unseen footage that brock and sheena and raquel did all sleep in the same bed. Sheena actually admitted this on the stage, um, that they slept in the same bed. And she was like, yeah, in Vegas one time, and I was in between them. And, you know, it was no big deal. But, like, she came into the room and was like, oh, are you guys going to sleep? I don't want to sleep alone. Can I sleep with you? Um, which is wild because, I mean, this is, the like, the thing, the psychological things that are going on with Raquel, where she can't be alone and she has to be, like, in bed with, other people is like really, really weird. Um, and that's the only way I know how to put it. But, um, you know, she, so we learn about that. And then we see this unseen footage from the girl's trip where she's talking about 
like sleeping in the same bed with them. And Lala's like, wait, have you guys had a threesome? And she's like, <laughs> no. And uh, I think it was Christina Kelly's like, not yet. And the face that Raquel makes and Lala was like, wow. She's like, this is a slippery slope. Like you guys are headed, you guys are headed down a bad direction. And so, and I think that that's where all of these Brock rumors just sort of stem from, because obviously there was stuff going on and it doesn't sound like it maybe was sexual, but I mean, could have very well gotten there given Raquel's track record. So that's, um, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Sheena has to leave. She gives Andy this vinyl good as gold um, as she's exiting. She makes her she makes her exit. And then everyone's getting ready um, for Raquel to come out. Then we flash to the one-on-one -on -one interview from the previous day with Raquel. And, you know, I felt like Andy asked some questions, but I, I didn't get some hard-hitting ones. And I'm hoping that that's what we're saving for this finale um, you know, he asked about like how it all came to be. And she talks about like Sandoval, he made me feel heard and seen, um, what she hadn't felt that before, not with James. Um, you know, she, she just overall, she just kind of had like a, yeah, like it wasn't great. I'm trying to take accountability. I made some mistakes, but ultimately like, that's why I'm here is I'm going to pay for these things. And I see now that it was wrong. Um, but in the moment, it didn't feel that way because of the things that I was hearing. And then at one point, Andy was like, it sounds as though you're sort of even blaming Ariana for it. And she was like, she starts being like, well, it did sort of seem that Ariana was in denial um, because like Tom would say things to me like, you know, he like would tell her about our time together or ask her like how she felt about it. And she was like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And, you know, so it just seemed like she didn't realize like all the signs that were going on. And so she, and he's like, well, it probably wasn't her fault that she wasn't seeing these things. She just trusted both of you. And he asks, you know, how do you feel about, you know, seeing everyone? And um, she's like, I'm scared. I'm definitely scared to see Ariana. And he's like, you know, what's the future hold? Uh, do you, are you not, are you going to be on the show anymore? And she's like, I want to be. And it's like, of course you do. That's what this has all been about. It's the only reason that you came out swinging the way that you did this season is because J James and you broke up and you were like, I got to stay on this show. So I'm going to have to have storyline. And it's why all of this came to be. And so it's her obsession with fame that got her here. And now she's like one of the most hated women in America. And so it's it's pretty wild. But but that was about it for the one-on-one. -on -one. Again, I'm hoping that we like saved some of it because it felt a little watered down. Um, you know, I guess Andy did ask. He was like, you know, I think I can't tell if like what you're doing and feeling is like because your parents are feeling this way or Tom Sandoval is telling you certain things or if this is like you're doing. And she didn't really confirm or deny either way what was kind of happening there. Um, she did confirm, because Andy was like, did Tom prep you for the reunion? Did he coach you? 
And she confirmed, she's like, oh yeah, I mean, like basically all we've talked about is the reunion. So we did like talk and, you know, we needed to make sure that we got our story straight, which there it is. Like right there, she just confirmed everything Ariana said previously is that Tom would coach people and coach her ahead of reunions to control narratives or to say like what to do in these situations, like where he, you know, claims he doesn't do that. Now we cut to the stage. Andy says that Raquel's coming out. Schwartz pulls out this massive bottle of pills and Sandoval's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, Xanax. And everybody's like, what is going on? I mean, so we see uh, Schwartz biting, okay? Biting, meaning it's going to hit his system instantly. Biting on this pill. Ariana's like, "Are you? did you just take E? And then everybody's like, what are you doing taking pills right now? Like, what is happening? And Schwartz starts whispering in his ear, dude, just... Okay, just tell him, like, tell people it's none of their business. This is your medication. Like, they shouldn't be asking you about your medic medical stuff. Like, he's coaching him right in front of our eyes what to do in this situation. Meanwhile, he's like, it's Klonopin. Like, it's something I take once a month, like, for anxiety. Like, this has been a big day. I needed it. And But everyone's like, uh, yeah, you don't need to be doing it right now. But as I said earlier, when his hair was flock of seagulls, it was like he didn't seem like he was all there. So something told me he had already, you know, bitten down on a couple of Xanax before he came out. Um, so that was wild. And then um, and then Raquel walks out. Everybody's like not looking at her. Uh, she takes her seat and we get the end of part two. And then we see the trailer for next week. It looks again explosive. It looks amazing. We're getting some serious breakdown waterworks from Sandoval. Um, we're getting a breakdown from Ariana. We see, again, dead dead Bambi eyes from Raquel. She seems, again, like she has no, no real remorse or empathy for anyone else in this situation. Um, and we're still all, like, chomping at the bit for what this, like, secret information that none of the cast knows is. So that is yet to be seen. So more to come. But part two... Very good. Again, if you have not watched it on Peacock, Uncensored, I highly recommend it. Um, and we will be back next week. On Monday, we are doing our Bravo Breakdown episode. So we're back in the mix of things. We've got um, two explosive reunions. First, the Summer House and the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion uh, both started. And then um, also some episodes of Atlanta to cover. And then next Thursday, we will be back with a the conclusion of our three-part Vanderpump Rules reunion coverage. And um, yeah, and I can't wait. I, I literally need it right now. So, um, but I hope that you guys all enjoyed it. I hope that you are, you know, feeling the life that I am feeling from this Peacock version. Um, and I hope that you will come back next week for the conclusion. Uh, don't forget, rate and subscribe. Um, and then follow me. I'm at CM Vetrano. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all the things. Um, and I would love to connect with all of you. But um, until next week, have a great weekend. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye.